Lena Hastings cupped her husband's cheek to examine a ragged piece of tissue attached to his chin. The perfect blossom of garnet. No crimson against the white. Doing battle with the razor, I see. She lifted the coffee carafe to pour him a cup. But Mitch went straight for the milk in the fridge, a sign that his heartburn had flared up again. She opened the plastic jar of Tums they kept by the sink and rattled two pastel wafers into his hand. He flipped them like coins. Sleeping beauty up yet? he asked. Hope so. She glanced at the ceiling, listening for signs of life from Becca. She'd wait ten more minutes before calling out, hopeful that this morning would go smoother than the others. Mitch pulled his cell phone from his robe and set it by his place at the table. I left a million messages for Philip. Be nice if he called me back. Mitch often complained about his work. Maybe if he wasn't such a perfectionist. Maybe if he didn't work himself into an anxious knot over every little thing. Out the window, the maple and ginkgo trees, ablaze in reds and golds, shimmied in the autumn breeze. Lena should paint this tantrum of color soon, before the grass dulled completely to cardboard brown. She imagined the feel of the paintbrush, the swirl of shades coming together before she even touched the canvas. It had been 18 months since she had allowed herself that luxury, the last piece of normal life she had yet to reclaim. She returned to the table, a heavy colonial monolith from Mitch's grandmother, surrounded by five sturdy chairs. Once she had removed the two seats and the center leaf, shrinking it from oval to round and freeing space. The change lasted a week. It doesn't feel right, Mitch had said and they extended the table again and replaced the ladder backs as though their sons had never grown up and left home and would bound through the kitchen door any minute to tussle over the last toaster strudel. Mitch tossed back a glassful of milk like it was a shot of tequila, wincing when he lowered it to the counter. Honey, if you feel that bad, let Philip manage things at the office, she said. I would if he was in town. Where is he this time, she asked. Bermuda? This was a fight best averted. Mitch's business partner had taken three vacations this year. And Mitch? Just the July beach trip, and even then, she'd caught him huddled over his work files and answering a dozen calls. She'd removed his wristwatch on day three. On day four, when she seduced him into three rounds of miniature golf, the man finally uncoiled. He thumped a fist against his chest his face and bald head flushing pink as the inside of a conch shell. Maybe he really was sick this time, but it was hard to be sure. With Mitch, the sky was often falling. You need something to eat. Let me fix you some toast. She spread low-fat margarine on two slices of whole-grain bread, because it was the one thing Mitch could eat with a turbulent stomach. For their daughter Becca, it was plain yogurt, and for Lena, chicken broth. How many gallons had she consumed last year? Too many. But she had survived both monsters, the cancer that didn't kill her and the chemo that almost did. Lena heard movement from upstairs and glanced at the clock. Ten until eight. She'd give Becca a few more minutes. Things went smoother if Becca arrived without sounding the alarm. The vibration of Mitch's cell phone disturbed the cutlery, when he answered, she could tell the caller wasn't Philip because Mitch didn't say, About damn time!
Where the hell have you been? In a tone that would be half playful, half not. Instead, he spoke in his realtor voice. I understand. I'm concerned too. You know, it would help if you'd tell me. He carried the phone out of the kitchen. Just as Lena rose to summon her, Becca appeared in the doorway, her jeans hanging from her two narrow hips. Her long brown hair, still wet from the shower, dripped down her baggy tan sweater. She looked vacantly around the kitchen as if she hadn't entered it a thousand times. Morning, sunshine. Want some cereal? Lena asked like she did every morning. I'll get it. Becca hurried to the pantry for the special K and to the cabinet for a measuring cup. Exactly one half of a cup made it into her bowl. Lena crossed to the counter for a banana and handed it to Becca, who broke off a third to slice into her cereal.